0: Welcome to Teal Table Talks. Join us around the table for an in depth and behind the scenes look at Soundscapes and the community we serve. I'm Carol Minter, Executive Director at Soundscapes. And welcome to Season 2 of Teal Table Talks. Our special guest today is Dr. Andrea Warren. Dr. Warren is President and CEO of the Virginia Symphony Orchestra and has been since December of 2022. She stepped into her current role after a career in education and school leadership, including 13 years with the Governor's School for the Arts, where she retired as executive director in 2021 and a history with Virginia Beach Public Schools as well. She also made history as the first black woman to serve as CEO of a leading symphony orchestra in the US or Canada. We also have with us today, Ronaldo Ramirez, who most of you know, is our co-founder and program director and my co-leader here at Soundscapes. Um, In addition, Ray has also served as conductor and really artistic director as well for the Peninsula Youth Orchestra since we relaunched under Soundscapes in fall of 2021. Before coming to Soundscapes, he also served as the Senior Director of Education and Community Engagement for the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra and as the former education director for the VSO. So welcome to you both. I am so excited. Um, this is a wonderful way to kick off our second season. And for those of you who are watching the video format, you, you can't help but notice that we are filming uh, around our traveling teal table today. We are currently on the stage of Diamondstein Hall at the Ferguson Center for the Arts. And I'm excited to share with you why in just a few minutes. But to start, I'd really like to start with something I think that we can all agree on. Let's start by talking about just the value of arts education for young people. Dr. Warren, I'll start with you. Why is it so important that we give students opportunities for quality arts education?
1: Well, first of all, we need them to be creative, right? And that's what arts do. It enables them to create, to imagine, and um, through that creation and imagining, they can compose music, draw a, mas- a masterpiece, or write stories, tell stories, stories of their families, stories of, of what's going on in the world in their, under their lens. And that's what we need. We need that creativity. And that's why it's so important. So when school districts pull arts away it hinders that growth, right? Because we want kids to play and be creative. And the older they get, they stop playing and being creative because there are other things that caught, you know, change their attention like games, videos. So yeah, that creativity is really important.
0: I agree completely. What do you think?
2: Yeah, well, along with that, I mean, as students are creating, they're really searching uh, who they are yeah. and and what what I love about the arts is it allows them to define and create their own voice, and once they start to have that voice they 're able to then make it louder and and share it with the world and there 's so many things that our artists our, our students have to say and what I love about the arts is it's a platform, it's a place for them to actually be seen and people will sit down and they'll listen and they won't have these preconceived notions of, oh, this, this uh, is a uh, youth and so we're not gonna listen to their words. Arts really allow us to kind of bring the bridge uh, from community to community and that's what I love about arts education.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's, it's young people get to define who they are through the arts. Mm -hmm. They get to figure out their place in the world. They get to interact with their communities. So absolutely. No, I, 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 agree with all of that. And, and we're very fortunate in that in the VSO, um, we have an organization where education is really key to the symphony's mission. It's really built in. I'd love to hear from you. It's, How does education fit into the work of the symphony? It's probably
1: one of our um, leading objectives, and that is engaging students, young students, in symphonic music or in music in general. You know, I have an amazing director of education. Um, Helen does an amazing job with Uh, the curriculum from the YPC programs to really bringing um, small groups or quartets to the elementary school and then working with music educators or music teachers in preparation for the young people's concerts, which are typically an opportunity for kids not only to listen to music that they may not have ever heard before, but also engage in play. You know, playing the recorder, singing a song and dancing, or, and learning the parts of the orchestra. Uh, my biggest concern for years has been the arts, especially symphonic music, might die and opera as well. In order for it to stay alive, we have to start engaging students at a very young age. We want them to be engaged. We want them to not only love the music, but be an audience, a new audience. Um, yeah, because our audience, I know you realize they're aging out, the regular audience, so we have to grow that, that pool of Patrons coming into theaters, sitting down and listening to Dvorak or Rachmaninoff, you know? Yeah.
2: No, absolutely. But at at the same time that the what has been our regular audience um, now really the it is demanding a a growth of the type of audience that that we are are coming in, and, you know, we, we usually have this idea of what the orchestra audience and the orchestra might look like, and um, I think through the work that the symphony is doing, definitely through the work that uh, we're doing with Soundscapes, we are really diversifying who has access to the arts, and it is not for just one person or one type of profile of a person, but it really... Can do so much. The orchestra is this living, breathing organism that really can play all different types of music, right. and um, and it's important that we're teaching our students that uh, you know that hip hop is 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 accessible and fun, but so is the dubois Jacques, mm-hmm. and and so our uh, the the music by Florence Price or uh, you know, our living composers nowadays where we're not quite used to listening to it, but I think through music education and through these experiences with professional musicians, they start to understand and, it, and build their capacity of uh, receiving that art form.
1: You know, I like what you uh, said about growing the audience you know, I, was, uh, I did a presentation on it yesterday and a question that was brought up that some people don't feel like coming to the sym- symphony is for them. You know, there's so many, you have to dress a certain way. It's black tie, gown, that's not true. You have to act a certain way. You can't clap in between movements. We've had that discussion with Eric, who is our music director, his feeling on people clapping in between movements because there's like this strict rule, don't clap. You've got to be quiet. You know, and I prefer being in an audience that's clapping in between. I think the, the, or- the members of the orchestra, the musicians love that. Yeah. You know, We get excited. They're playing this, this really exciting part, and you're sitting there and you're waiting. I want more, I want more. And it's, they get excited and they want to clap. But I guess what turns a lot of people off is to hear that voice behind them saying, no, don't clap. Right. Yeah. You know, and, but that's yeah. not. We have to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. We have to embrace everyone and clap in front and yeah. between the movements. No one cares. Yes. Just clap. Right. Enjoy yes. yourself. Having fun. I yeah. mean,
2: it's, yeah. it, 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 you know, we, we have been talking about mm-hmm. fun and I, you know, I am not a... Uh, a person that uh, always thinks that every rehearsal is fun, because sometimes, I mean, yes. it's work. And, and But for me, getting on stage and performing, that is fun. Mm-hmm. Sharing the art is fun. And it's only fun when you know that the audience is receiving it
0: yeah. and
2: can receive it mm-hmm. without any of these old guard rules that are going on. So we just just enjoy. You know.
0: Well, I, I love the work that both of our organizations are doing in, in really working to expand the audience of the orchestra and expand who's on stage for the orchestra. And, and actually, that leads me well to the next topic I wanted to bring up, which is the reason that we're here talking on this stage. Um, we have another performance coming up on this stage At the end of February, on Wednesday, February 28th at 8 p.m., we have a concert that is going to be a side-by-side with Peninsula Youth Orchestra and the Virginia Symphony Orchestra. And I'm so excited for our students and for our audience to have this opportunity. What can the audience expect from this side-by-side performance that's coming up at the end of February?
2: Well, I mean, I'll speak on, on the... Uh, on our side for Peninsula Youth Orchestra, I know we are working uh, very hard, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's it's that it's that nervousness of knowing that uh, that you're going to have Von Armstrong uh, come in and who's who's concertmaster, uh, and uh, and they're going to actually come in and do coachings before mm-hmm. we actually have that date. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to sit next to, like, we are, and it's basically this, PYO, and mm-hmm. well, except that it's going to be switched, depending on where <laughs> you are, but uh, PYO and v- VSO. And, and what I love about the VSO members, because I've had the pleasure of knowing many of them for over 20 years, uh, is that they are teachers at heart and they want to share mm-hmm. with the student and so i know they're worried you know our students are worried because they're like oh, i'm not going to play very well or I'm, I'm what if i miss this note but i know that our our vso musicians are so open and they're going to say, well, why don't you try a fourth finger here? Why don't you, you know, and try to help them get to the best performance they can. Uh, and that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to and they're looking forward to, the students, is mm-hmm. to have this, have this uh, experience that they're just going to blossom from. And you really, you have experiences like this, these are life-changing moments yeah. uh, that you will always remember and you will always learn because there's nothing quite like sitting in the Virginia Symphony. I am lucky to have actually had the chance to sub in with the symphony as a horn player and I've I've had places where I'm like no I can't cry I got to play. You know, <laughs> uh, because it is there's just no so crying beautiful. On the stage. <laughs> no no crying. They can cry out there. We can't. Uh but it it is uh It's just gonna be so fun for us and we're just looking
1: forward to it.
0: And what's the experience gonna be like for the professionals? Because I I imagine it's good for them too. Oh,
1: it is good and they have fun and they enjoy working with young people. They are educators, as you said, in their heart, but not only they're sharing their love of the music with students and they are going to reassure them that it's gonna be okay. But what what I hope students leave the experience with, oh, okay, I can do this. Yeah. I can do this. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I can sit, sit beside Vaughn and we're reading off of the same sheet mm-hmm. of music, I can do
0: this. I'm So excited for this concert. And I hope that all of you will be excited and come too. This is actually going to be a free concert for the community. So everyone is invited. There's plenty of room here at Diamondstein Hall. So we hope to see all of you on February 28th.
2: And I I will uh, say, uh, I I am usually the conductor, but uh, I actually probably was too scared to actually get in front of the BSO myself. (laughs) Um, But um, we have our guest conductor for the uh, Peninsula Youth Orchestra, who's also the conductor of the ODU orchestra, Paul, Dr. Paul Kim, oh, who Paul. is yes. working with us. And I know his cover conducted mm-hmm. uh, for, for the VSO before. And so it's going to be a great uh, return to the stage for him with the VSO and with PYO. It's, it's going to be a, a wonderful night.
0: Yes. One more reason to come. I hope you're all there. Well, we we are just so fortunate to really have an an orchestra of the caliber of the VSO here in our community, and and not only with such incredible, talented, professional musicians that are part of the orchestra, but also amazing guest artists that you all bring in so often. What else do you have coming up this season? What are you personally excited about for the rest of the season? Oh, you know what? Um,
1: Curtis Stewart is coming, and I just absolutely love him. So I'm really excited. To to you know hear him, um, he came last last year. I'm also I like the you know what we do in pops as well. Again, bringing uh, playing different music to bring different audiences mm-hmm. in, and so I'm really looking forward to Whitney, um, a tribute to Whitney Houston as well as other um, women of soul. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And that of course, great. Star Wars, and mm-hmm. oh my gosh, there's so many more, That's a lot going on. Yeah. So it depends, all right, I'm more interested in what, what we're doing this week. Fair enough, <laughs> <So> fair enough, <laughs> enough. yes, that's there's so week. much happening. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. so much I, yeah. happening.
0: That's great, that's well, wonderful. One of
2: the things with the symphony that I love that you also have is you showcase young uh, mm. uh, education performances in the lobby. Uh, and um, you were talking about a pops concert. You have a, a concert coming up with Byron Stripling mm-hmm. in February, and uh, and our jazz band from from Greenwood is going to be there in the lobby uh, to perform. And it, it's just always fun. I think we performed before an '80s um, yeah uh, concert in February yes. where we we like we ended up. It was funny because we were listening to them rehearse, and we we're like, "Oh, we're playing that! Oh, we're playing that!" So we were playing all the same music. So they got to hear it from from our our students, and then they got to go in oh, and, and hear it with the singers and stuff like that. But always great to perform prior to the to the symphony concert. It
1: brings so, It brings great energy to the. Audience prior to coming into the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love those showcases. And the kids look adorable. They're dressed. They're professional in their demeanor. And then they get to see the performance.
0: Um, Absolutely. Everybody wins. Yeah, Yeah. it's a win. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, in doing my research today, I discovered that you two have something unique in common. Uh Uh-oh. You both have children who have performed on Broadway. <laughs> um, we made that connection. We you, made a, that we, I was wondering if you had figured this out. I thought that was, might be another one. <laughs> that, I mean, that's not something that a lot of people have in common. No. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Ray's son performed in School of Rock. And Dr. Warren's daughter actually won a Tony, correct? Yes, that is correct. For her work in the Tina Turner musical. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what is that like as a parent to see your child up on stage in that kind of role? I'll let you go first. Oh,
2: well, I mean, we, they were in different parts of their life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my son was uh, was nine when, when he uh, did it. And I, you know, as I was sitting in the Winter Garden Theater, um, Waiting for him to come, and they they had three weeks to to learn the show wow. uh, and uh, and they had one rehearsal with the cast Ooh. before <laughs> they went in wow. and because th- she premiered it right, right. and she opened yeah. it uh, Sammy was the first replacement of of his role, and i was i think I was more nervous than he was uh, but when he came out, honestly, there was, there was no stopping, just like these tears of pride and, and just happiness because, you know, at the age of five, he told me, Dad, by the time I'm 10, I'm going to be on Broadway. And here he was at nine, and he did it. And that really, to me, shows me the power of when youth say they're going to do something and they put their mind to it, they can do it. and and that's what I was I was just so excited and so proud oh it was that gave me
1: chills (laughs) oh my gosh that's beautiful um Adrienne has been performing for a while so we've seen her on stage a couple of times but the Tina it was an experience that I oh my gosh I will never forget the first time I saw her play Tina was in London and I Only got to go to one rehearsal, and and that really surprised me. But sitting in the audience that night, my husband and I looked at each other and said, we don't understand what's happening right now. Something is happening, but we don't get it. These people around us are singing, and people are getting up, and they're dancing, and um, we were really in shock. But to see her go through that journey and then to... Be at the Tonys, and that was actually her second um, nomination. And then to have people like Lynn walk over to her and say, "You're going to win," and I wanted to tell, I wanted to slap Lynn for telling her that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell her that; it might be a disappointment. Um, and when she won, I we were very proud. And when I even think about it now, it just makes me want to want to cry. Yeah, beautiful.
2: There, you know uh, that world is. It's ups and downs for sure. Yeah, um, you know, my, my connection to the Tonys is a little sour, actually, <laughs> um, because because um, it was maybe twenty—I don't even know at this point when it was—but it was Tony's night mm-hmm. when uh, Sammy had just finished a uh, his second show and um, then came home, and he was watching the Tonys. We got a text from his manager saying they aren't re- renewing his contract they're, gonna, they're oh. thinking he's going to get old and uh, too old Ugh. on this next contract. he've got to wait it and and that as as high of a moment when he found out that he got it to know that it was going to end, he, he was like, "Why don't they want me? You know he it was, it, it was crying and to see your ten year old who was living in New York, and I'm living here in, in uh, Hampton Roads. My parents were taken care of. I couldn't even hug him. It was, mm-hmm. it was such a tough thing. So there's, with, with everything, there's ups and downs. But then he was able to get another role and, you know, do some things. And, you know, uh, life, life goes on. But, boy... You know, you you got to love the arts (laughs) for all of its great things and low things. The low
0: things (laughs) as well. Good news for all the student musicians out there: you're not going to age out of being a musician. (laughs) No, so (laughs) good news there. (laughs) Well, we we like to end every episode with what we call the rapid fire four. So I've got three. Quick-ish questions that I ask to every guest. And with this being the first episode of season two, um, no one has heard these particular four questions yet.
2: Now, wait. I have a question. You said you have three.
0: Did I say three? I meant four. Oh, okay. I I meant four. (laughs) I can't count. That's okay. (laughs) I promise I'll have it by next time. (laughs) So four quick questions. Thank you for catching that. Um, Number one, and Dr. Warren, we'll start with you. If you could snap your fingers and learn to play a new instrument instantly, what would you choose? Ooh, um, probably the violin. Yeah. Wouldn't that be better than putting in, That takes a lot of work yeah. to learn the violin. Yeah, <laughs> Yes, a lot
1: of pain, shoulder, everything else. Mm-hmm. But if I could learn just, like that. Just like that. There you go. Great. I would
0: love that. What do you think?
2: Cello, for sure. Yeah. I, Wonderful. I love the
0: cello. <laughs> Excellent. Good choice. Good choice. Question two. What is one of your local favorite local spots to eat? And what's your usual order?
1: Oh, it's easy. Wherever I go is salmon. Ooh. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, that's my to go to, right? Okay. Um, I don't know. I like a lot of restaurants. Okay. You go. Cause I can't think of anything. <laughs>
2: well, you, you know, it's it, it's kind Fair of enough. like it, it's almost like asking what's your what's your favorite orchestral piece, you know? Yeah. Oh, it, it, that's the third. The, I'm no. just
0: kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: because it, I, you know, I go to these. I make it a point to go to all of these various different uh, Latin-inspired Latin fusion, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. just always trying. But I, you know, I always try like um, you know tortas or some sort of. of Sandwich burrito kind kind of thing, and wanting to see what what theirs are. But if if I'm ever at a place that has empanadas, mm. that's where I'm at.
0: Excellent, excellent. <laughs> All right, what do you think? You've had a minute. No. I can't. You can't. Too many many local good restaurants. Okay. (laughs) All right. But at least we know what you're ordering, so that's good enough. Okay, good. Number three, what is your go-to song or artist if you need to boost your mood? Ooh. I would have to say Tina. Good choice. Tina. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Um...
2: Honestly, it is like soundtrack music like John Williams. Okay. Yeah. Uh and it's never a good thing if I'm listening to Star Wars and driving at the same time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no cops behind me, hopefully.
0: <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Okay. Very Note good. No to so. <laughs> <self>. No, yes. <laughs> and the last question. What is one piece of advice you'd like to share with our Soundscape students? And I'm going to ask that you give this one straight to the camera because, yes, we are going to make a compilation of these at the end of the season.
1: Um, Anything you do, do it with dedication, do it with um, a strong work ethic, ethic, and just do it out of love and let that love shine through whatever it is that you're doing.
2: Um, I would say that no success and no successes experienced are ever achieved without many failures behind them. And so continue to fail so that you can learn from every failure that you do so that you can get stronger and better and reach the successes that you want in life.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you both. I so appreciate you doing this with me today. And thank you for watching and listening.
1: Thanks for joining us around the teal table. Learn more at soundscapes.org. Soundscapes is supported in part by the National Endowment for the Arts, Virginia Commission for the Arts, Newport News Arts Commission, Carnegie Hall through the Play USA program, LA Phil through the Partners in Music Learning Program, Pizarro Foundation, Town Bank, the Bernadine Franciscan Sisters Foundation the city of Newport News, recorded at Soundscape Studios. Original theme music by Joe Hamm.